Longtime voice of the Minnesota Twins, one of the best in baseball is Dick Bremer. We get the chance to visit with him. And Dick, I wish I could be up north in Minnesota. We <laughs> could uh, handshake and, and not be socially distant. We're miles away from each other, but we get to call baseball tonight, and that's a good thing. How are you? We're doing fine. We'd have some really uh, nice weather for you up here. Nice uh, relief from the uh, Missouri uh, heat and humidity. It's supposed to be in the low 80s and partly cloudy, and and uh, we're looking forward to seeing our ballpark in action. It's uh, going to be strange, of course, with no fans there, but uh, we're glad to be uh, watching a ball game nonetheless. I'm curious what it's been like for you calling games off a monitor. What, what's that? Uh, what's that been like for Dick Bremer? Well, a lot of people are asking me that, as I'm sure they're asking you that, and I, I well, you, you know, you'll get, I guess, that experience uh, here tonight. But uh, my answer is it's it's gone better than I had feared, and I, and I don't know whether that's good or not. I guess it is um, because we've never done this before, and so we're uh, adjusting to doing something that um, you know goes against pretty much every instinct we have, where we react to what we see not on the screen but on the field but we're doing the best we can and uh well all the viewers i think care about is that the twins played three games in chicago and they scored 27 runs so if the fans are happy then i'll be happy that's the bottom line baseball back on their tv back on their radio and back on the field and that minnesota twins team can rake how how good is this team dick in terms of the offense that they provide night in and night out well, they scored uh, a record number of runs, 939 runs of, for the franchise, uh, hit 307 home runs. And if anything, with the addition of Josh Donaldson, if this team stays healthy, the lineup will actually be better uh, in a shorter season, of course, than I think they were last year. Uh, power up and down the lineup, uh, almost one through nine, uh, but they're not healthy and they're not quite where they'd like to be. Byron Buxton hasn't played uh, yet this year, he may be in the lineup tonight, and he's the wild card for me, Danny. I, you know, a lot of teams have power. Uh, you know, we'll face, uh, you know, perhaps the Yankees again if we get to the playoffs. The Yankees have a lot of power. Houston has a lot of power, but Buxton to me is the wild card because he brings a skill set to the Twins lineup that that most teams just don't have. He's got some power, but he's got lightning speed, and he is, you know, a platinum. Uh, defender, a platinum glove defender out in the center field. So the Twins are looking forward to getting him back in the lineup. He is one of the great defenders in the game, and yet you have a 40-year-old that's still putting up big numbers. What is the <laughs> deal here with Nelson Cruz? Unbelievable. Well, he uh, we concluded after watching the three games in Chicago, and he, he had eight home runs against the White Sox last year and had a great series last weekend. I don't know where they can pitch him. You know, I mean, he, he hit pitches – uh, away from him out to right field, uh, breaking ball that was almost in the dirt. He hit that to center. He hit a screamer to left on a fastball up and in. I mean, he's he's just amazing. He's you know we were lucky here, Danny, to have you know Jim Tomey towards the end of his career, and and Nelson reminds me a lot of Tomey in that he's got his routine, you know, and I'm sure you guys have seen it over the years too with all the great sluggers you've had there. They have their routine. They don't vary from it. Uh, for Nelson, one of his uh, components of his routine is to take a late afternoon nap. And so with no, <laughs> with no fans in the stands or the suites, they've converted a couple. And it, some of his teammates have, you know, of course, picked up on it. And so we have, you know, a nap room, a nap suite at Target Field. And they'll go in there and just take a little 10, 15-minute nap and go out and, and mash and, uh, um, you know, 
this industry, this business is a copycat industry, so don't be surprised if pretty soon some of the Cardinal hitters aren't napping, too. It's unbelievable. How about, uh, <clears throat> Dick, COVID-19? How has it affected, if at all, uh, the Twins? I, I haven't been paying that closely attention uh, to if and when players have returned or not, but has it affected the roster at all? Well, uh, on the, uh, um, what's the term, uh, incoming uh, testing or whatever, uh, intake testing, I guess, uh, uh, Miguel Sano, asymptomatic, but he tested positive, and so too uh, utility man uh, Williams Astadio. Uh, Sano is back with the team. He typically has been uh, a slow starter anyway, and so he didn't have a particularly good series in Chicago. He only played in two games. Uh, Astadio, who will probably be on the 30-man roster eventually, has just been cleared uh, uh, through the protocol to start baseball activity. Uh, so other than that, you know, cross your fingers. The Twins have been pretty lucky in terms of uh, not having anybody else uh, test positive since the training camp began. But as you know, you know, every team is going to deal with a yeah. Juan Soto type situation. It's going to happen. And it's just a question of who and when. Uh, you know, these players uh, are going to test positive. What did you hear about the, the travel for the Twins? You know, I, I've talked to, to different teams about how they, they separate, let's say, the catchers and the starters will separate from each other to make sure that if somebody does have it and maybe they test negative, but you don't know because uh, the results could be 36 or 48 hours later. So they're trying to be as responsible as they can and bus times are exact times and you know, it's it's multiple buses and things of that nature. What what did you hear about the twins and, and how they were traveling and some of the details that went into it? Well, they went in early. They ended up spending six days, I guess, in Chicago, uh, which is, you know, perfect length for your first road trip. I know the Cardinals have a three-city road trip starting tonight, and that'll, that'll be a test. Um, during their training camp, they did something kind of unique. They had the pitchers, all the pitchers, work out of the visiting clubhouse at Target Field and the position players worked out of the home dugout. So the only time they saw each other was when they were you know, practicing, working out, or having an inter-squad scrimmage. On the road, you're right. I think there were four buses. Uh, players were told, you know, get back to the hotel as soon as you can. We're going to have early buses. Uh, shower if you want at the ballpark, uh, but you don't have to. And uh, so, you know, it was, uh, it was an interesting experience. It was about the, the right length for the first road trip and uh, you know they'll be tested again today i'm sure and we'll see if they got through it okay uh you've got great leadership on this twins team uh in uniform with nelson cruz and uh with about a week left in training camp with the advent of the new season uh ronco baldelli had a meeting and then nelson cruz uh held court and he's the most respected guy in that clubhouse as he should be with over 400 home runs and he very clearly said, you know, when we're going out on the road, uh, you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your teammates, you know, to conduct yourself accordingly. And uh, he, you know, he commands an awful lot of respect. And I suspect that uh, you wouldn't, if you're a Twins player right now, the last guy you'd want to disappoint would be Nelson Cruz. So sure. uh, I strongly suspect that they handled that pretty well over the weekend in Chicago. You mentioned the name of Rocco Baldelli, and, and he had just a fabulous season, as the team did with 100-plus uh, wins a year ago going into postseason play. What was it like, Dick, being around him? You've been around many Hall of Famers. You've seen great players come through the Twin Cities. Uh, what was it like seeing him as a first-year manager? 
Well, I think what they did uh, very early on, uh, even before spring training started in 2019, uh, they questioned pretty much everything that baseball teams have been doing for more than 100 years regarding, uh, you know, uh, spring training practices, uh, rituals, whatever. And if any part of the answer to the question, why are we doing this this way, was, well, that's the way we've always done it, they probably threw that out the window. It was a very unconventional um, spring training uh, going back to last year. Uh, you know, you're probably like me. You like to get to spring training early in the day just because it's fun to be at the ballpark. Definitely. And I found myself a lot in 2019 showing up at 9, 930 and being the first person there. Uh, because they had uh, what they call show and go. Um, it was just told the players, hey, show up at 11 o'clock, get yourself ready and be ready to play at 1 o'clock. This is, of course, in spring training. But then they carried that forward into the regular season as well. Players were told, you know what, just show up at 5 o'clock, do whatever you got to do to get ready to play at 7 o'clock and go play. And, of course, the players responded very well to that because you know they were kind of on their own and could do their own thing as long as they were ready to go at 7 o'clock. Unreal. Um, I'm going to wrap it up with this, Dick. Well, actually, a couple of things. Um, We have our fans getting used to the designated hitter. Well, we've seen that in interleague play, but now we're seeing it every day. Are you a DH guy? Do you like the designated hitter? Convince me why I should like the DH, because I'm I'm conventional, (laughs) man. You know, I'm not sure I can get into this, but tell me why I should like the DH. Well, I'm like you. I, I prefer the National League style of play because that's what I grew up with. And, uh, you know, I, I just I prefer it. I always have. I look forward to, you know, going to St. Louis and Wrigley Field and the National League cities uh, because that was the game I grew up with. But I, I just I, – it's always bothered me that the two leagues played by two different rules. Agreed. A sets of rules. And, and, and you know that it was never going to go back to, you know, pitchers hitting again in both leagues. So – the only thing I can tell you is I'm, and I'm, I'm, uh, you know, satisfying my uh, angst about this as well uh, by saying at least both leagues are playing by the same rules, and that's probably something that should have been done a long time ago. No doubt. All right, I'll wrap it up with this. We've got Homer Bailey going tonight for the Minnesota Twins. We have seen a bunch of him here in St. Louis. Couple of no hitters under his belt when he was with the Cincinnati Reds, and Rich Hill was a guy at one point that was just trying to hang on and was in camp with the Cardinals a number of years ago and then perfected his curveball and made a bunch of money, and he's still going at, what, the age of 40 or 41, whatever he is. He'll go tomorrow. So tell me about uh, Homer Bailey and Rich Hill. What have you seen out of those two? Well, I've only seen Homer Bailey pitch once, and that was against the Cubs at Wrigley Field in the exhibition game, and he didn't fare particularly well. He he, uh, hung some change-ups and and, uh, got beaten around a little bit, gave up, I think, three home runs. Uh, so he'll look for a better effort than that. Uh, Rich Hill's really kind of an interesting case study because there, there are no silver linings for the delayed start to the season. Uh, but he was not going to be ready at the start of the year anyway and was only going to be ready to go about this time of the year anyway. He had a, an experimental elbow procedure done, not Tommy John, something a little more conservative and, and untested. And everything points to the fact that it's worked really well but he was not scheduled to be ready till July anyway. So we'll be anxious to see how he does. As you know, uh, he's been an awfully good pitcher for the Dodgers the last few years. Sure has. Has some, some success in the postseason as well. 
And uh, on that basis alone, he belongs on the Twins because we haven't had any success in the postseason for a long while. So we'll see how it plays out. But you know, Josh Donaldson signing got a lot of the headlines as it should. But they really did a nice job backfilling the starting rotation, getting Kenta Maeda, Homer Bailey tonight, and Rich Hill tomorrow. Dick, great to hear your voice. Uh, one of the great voices in Major League Baseball, and I can't uh, say thank you enough. Miss seeing you. Won't see you tonight, but I've uh, been watching you for so long. And, again, appreciate your time so much. Let's do this again when the Twins go down to St. Louis in a few weeks. Would love to do it. That's Dick Bremer.